Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What is going on, everybody? Jason right here, and you are listening to episode 195. Today's show is brought to you by ExploreTheAgency.com. Explore the Agency is an active campaign specific agency to help you with various levels of your ongoing needs. Uh, after working with 300 different accounts in active campaign, I've got a really good sense over uh, where companies have needs on an ongoing basis. And it may not be where you think. So if you've got active campaign, you need help, you need to partner with somebody you can trust, check out www.exploretheagency.com. Hey guys, you're listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Marketing Talk Podcast. Now for your hosts, Jason Wright and Brandy Montambo. What's happening everybody? Jason Wright here. I've got another great guest with me this week. I've got John Meese. And let me tell you what I know about John. John is a Dean of Students for Platform University. Um, it's an online environment for marketers and entrepreneurs. Um, so he does some of that himself. He's a personal branding expert. Um, and this Platform University has been featured in Entrepreneur Forbes, Inc. and Michael Hyatt and Company. John, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thank you so much, Jason, for having me. I'm glad to be here. No problem at all. I'm looking forward to it. So tell us a bit about Platform University and what that is and kind of how it came to be. I'm excited to sure, hear about this. Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So um, Platform University is a, you know, primarily a membership site where we teach, we really, we simplify online marketing for professionals. And so we're, we're the place people go to when they're like, look, I have, you know, I have an existing expertise and I want to take that online and I want to make an income from that, but I don't really want to become a full-time digital marketer. You know, so they're, they're saying, look, I've already spent years learning my own trade, whether mm -hmm. that's as the, you know, as a therapist or, a, or an attorney or a nutritionist. Um, uh, there's many other examples, of course, but they're, they're saying like, look, I'm not trying to figure out a hundred different tactics. Like, should I be on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Periscope and Snapchat? And, uh, you know, MySpace is still a thing, you know, so there's- Is it really? Is it still, it still right? exists Primarily for musicians, but it still exists. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when they come to us and they're like, I'm overwhelmed. And we say, we're here to help. And so we walk them through the step-by-step -step, uh, path to growing your audience online and, and selling products and services online, but in a way that's really focused on kind of the less but better approach in terms of like, what's like the, what's the really the meat of it that you have to focus on and what are the timeless strategies that aren't going to change a month or two months or three months from now. And so we've been doing this in, we're a dinosaur in in the current, in the, uh, internet years because platform university launched in 2013 if oh, you wow. believe it membership yeah. site. so we've had more than 25,000 paying customers over the last seven years going through the membership site and so um yeah so i was actually started as a student michael hyatt started the membership site originally and um he had a best-selling book called platform get noticed in noisy world mm -hmm. right there there it is visual. <laughs> you know, have to keep it close because that's you know that's what got me here oh yeah but that, uh, that book was a really a, like just an international phenomenon. It was translated into like, I think 35 languages. And uh, uh, I don't, personally, I only speak two. So I, don't, I couldn't list what all the languages were. But um, he launched Platform Receipt. It took off like crazy. And then I was actually a student in that. And so I followed the process inside of Platform Receipt to grow my own blog, to grow my own coaching and online course business, to quit my day job, and then to retire my wife as a teacher to bring her home. Um, and that's when we started having kids. And then uh, Michael 
reached out and said, hey, can I buy you lunch? And said, hey, we've been watching what you've been doing. I had no idea. And uh, he said, we're really trying to figure out how do we level this up with Platform RC and help students you know, see success consistently and you're one of our most successful students. So why don't we bring you in as a, as a, as a partner and a dean, brand director. So that was a little over three years ago. And so I've run Platform University as it's suddenly spun it off as like a separate business unit. Um, just, I mean, that's kind of like insider, you know, baseball or whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. but you know, that's been my focus for the last three years has been building a team and updating our, making sure our curriculum is, you know, really focused on key metrics for people so they can succeed. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, man. I love what you guys are doing and what you're involved with. And uh, as you may know, I work online as well. And yeah. kind of in today's world, uh, you wake up when you realize the economy and everything we know is different. Mm-hmm. Isn't it kind of nice to go, oh yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I've done what I've done because I'm a step ahead of where I could be. Yes. What breaks my heart is I'm talking to people, and I'm sure you are as well, who are like, I literally haven't done the first thing online yet. And they may have a phenomenally successful business. And I'm like, what year is it? Like, really? Nothing? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I've, you know, I can, I've, yeah, I've definitely had so many people reach out to Platform University and join Platform University because they're trying to figure that out. But yeah. also just personally, I mean, like, you know, my uh, therapist and my attorney are two people who for the first time are trying to figure out how to do yeah. a session over a video call. You yeah. know, like, like when my therapist agreed to do a session over uh, a phone call, then I was like, okay, but like, do you think we could do video? Like, I mean, I'm trying to upgrade him from like yeah. comfort. <laughs> like, so I was his first like patient over video ever. And, you know, and so, um, and my attorney was the same as he's trying to figure out like how to do zoom calls and he works anyways. So they're trying to figure this out and their businesses are kind of are wobbly right now. Um, but I've also got one foot in both, uh, worlds right now because I've run primarily online businesses. I've actually started three. I've run primarily online businesses, you know, for the better part of a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was a software company that I started and later divested myself of. But, um, I, you know, <laughs> On January 15th of 2020, I opened a co-working space in downtown Columbia, walking distance from my house. Yeah. Uh, we were open for 58 days, and then the coronavirus hit, and we temporarily closed, and we've been temporarily closed for 41 days today. Not that I'm counting, yeah. but uh, yeah, so, so I've got a foot in that world, too, because now all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, this is jarring. I mean, thankfully, I've got other income streams, so I'm, I'm fine. Our family's fine, but as a business, like a brick and mortar business being shut down by a pandemic and by an executive order that definitely brought it home in terms of just how vulnerable it is to have a business without having a digital marketing strategy. Yep. And it's, it's wild because I have, uh, I work with, I'm more uh, platform specific than I am niche specific. So mm-hmm. I work with people in all different industries and like my dentists, Oh boy, there's some, there's some guys and some gals hurting bad. Like, Oh Yeah. I mean, seriously, um, I've got other clients that are in the, the gym and job fair space. And so I, I didn't even, oh, this man. is sad. I didn't even realize this. Um, last week I was just looking at month over month, uh, cause our expenses are down too, right. As a family. But I was right. like, I don't even know what I've made this month. Like what month is it? I actually thought today was Sunday. Today's actually Thursday. So is it, yeah, it is, it is Thursday, but everything, everything's all over the place, but I'm down five figures a month from last month. And I didn't even realize it. And I'm like, Okay, this is hitting a lot harder than I thought. But like you yeah. say, when you have different income streams, you build that. So if one or two go down, you're not dead in the water, right? And I yeah. think a lot of people are like, I need something like that too. I need at least another income stream. So I think what we're talking about is super duper relevant. 
Oh, more, it is. More now so than ever. So Yeah, totally it is because those exact same examples, I mean, that therap- my therapist and my attorney, you know, they're trying to scramble right now and the reality is they have a lot of writing on that. I mean, like, you know, like their success really depends on how can I scale my one-to-one services? Because that's their only product is yep. one-to-one services. Absolutely. How do they, you know, suddenly take that online, which mm-hmm. really is just a band-aid. Like that doesn't actually replace their income stream before. That doesn't replace their business model from before. The same thing goes for a lot of these. Yeah. I mean, I see on my window here in downtown Columbia, Tennessee, I see all these retail stores posting on Instagram and they're like, we're doing pickup. So like, uh, you know, I'm going to post a picture and if you like it, heart it. And then drive up outside and then Venmo me some money and then I'll bring it out to you wearing gloves. And I'm like, whoa, that is a very inefficient sales process. I mean, you're trying, they're just trying to like, they're just trying to do something. But they're, you know, like they're really, um, I don't want to shame them in the fact that like I'm, I commend them for being innovative and doing something in the midst of this crisis. But the reality is like you and me both know working in the digital marketing world, like that is a very messy fulfillment process. Like yeah. that's, you're losing massive amounts of money just in the inefficiencies. Oh yeah. And we've got some local businesses. I'm in Martinsville, Indiana, about 35 minutes South of Indy. They're like delivering anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, okay, if I buy a sandwich and I live 20 minutes away from you, you're not making any money on the sandwich. There's no way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, I, I think in profit and loss. So I'm like, you know, per product, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so when that, so the same thing when they're just saying like we'll deliver anywhere in the zip code. That's what a lot of our local businesses are doing. And you're like, like Ooh, how? yeah, how? yeah. Because like you say, in their mind, they're staying afloat, but are they really? So well, yeah. And I think the reality is like you know at this at the point you and I are talking where it's been you know more than a month since most areas have been locked down. Like yeah. I think people's mindset is starting to, to shift because at first it was like oh this is just a two week thing. Sure, yeah. if it's just a two week thing just hack together some sort of business strategy just to pay your bills and then go back to business as usual. But I think we've already, well, if we haven't figured this out yet, I'm just going to say it. There is no going back to business as usual. I agree. I mean, this is the current crisis is not apples and apples to nine 11. But if you think about nine 11, we never went back to pre nine 11. We still have the TSA and airports. Allegedly. I haven't actually been to an airport in a long time. (laughs) They're still there, (laughs) but we still have the TSA and all the airports. There's still piles of paperwork that you sign every time you open a bank account saying that I'm not funding terrorism. And there's all these and the Patriot act. There's all these, like these, this, these, uh, wounds from nine 11 that we still carry with us as a culture and as a country in the U S and the reality is the same thing's true. Only now it's global. For yep. coronavirus. Yep. Well, now all of a sudden, everyone in the world is going to have some combination of having to rethink their career, rethink their business strategy, rethink their their risk, you know, like their risk tolerance. Um, but in terms of, I mean, nobody had a pandemic in their like business continuity plan, as far mm-hmm. as I know. Mm-hmm. The, the two big things that I've been asking people and they've been going, whoa, is what if it's not two weeks and what if it's six months, what's your plan then? Right. And people are like, and then it's like, hey, what are you going to do when this happens again? They're like, what do you mean again? I say, well, since this has happened once, what if next flu season there's something else? There's another world lockdown. They're like, oh wow, they, they just yeah. you got to change I mean, thinking permanently. Totally. So my background before I got into like digital marketing is actually economics and macroeconomics, like studying yeah. like how the world works and money works and people work. Yeah. And so I thought I left that industry, but I really didn't. I really never did because that's <laughs> basically like what digital marketing is all about and personal branding. Yeah. But right now we're in this interesting time where if you look at okay how did the coronavirus crisis happen? I'm not a health medical expert, so I'm not going to go through all the health side effects of it, but it's really a question of economics. The only way that any virus, you could call it whatever you want, any virus that's highly contagious, which has a 
well, really highly contagious is the number one issue because the coronavirus does have a mortality rate, but it's not like a 50% mortality rate. It's a pretty yeah. small mortality rate in the greater scheme of things. But because it spreads so fast and because you don't have symptoms for the first five days that you're contagious when you're the most contagious, basically it's like, well, if we lived in a world where everyone lived in cities and they traveled frequently between cities and they also traveled frequently between countries and everybody's supply chain was dependent upon everybody else's country, well, then that would allow a virus to spread really quickly. Well, that's the world we live in. And so, <laughs> like, whether you call it the coronavirus or not, whatever comes next has the same exact opportunity if we go back to the, the way the world we just came out of. I was reading an article talking about all the deaths in Italy, which are tragic. Um, up until recently, Italy was the country that had the most deaths. Now the U.S. has that honor from the coronavirus. But um, a huge percentage of the deaths in Italy have now been traced back to a single sporting event. Wow. I mean, think about it. Tens of thousands of people in an arena close to each other right when the virus hit the, hit the country. They didn't even know it was there yet. And so who knows how many people in that crowd were already infected and they infected everybody else. And so like that spread. And so now all of a sudden people are saying like, well, when do we go, when is it worth the risk to go back to having mass crowds? Ever. Ever. And like, that's a big question. And so like, yeah. we're not going back to life before. And I don't want to be doom and gloom about this. I yeah. think there's still beauty in what we're, what's coming in the future and what's happening right now in the world. Mm-hmm. But we do have to rethink our business strategies completely of saying like, okay, let's not, let's, let's assume our world has changed forever in some way. How do we, how do we pivot? You know, mm-hmm. what are people looking for? Um, can I pull out a psychology reference for this? You may, you may. Okay. So, uh, I with like Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This is like yeah. a psychology 101 like reference, like it's been a while. Um, but, uh, my, of all the like places to learn like a marketing strategy, my therapist, that was a surprise. I mentioned him earlier. So I got to give him credit. Marcus Jerome's, he can't legally disclose that I go to him to, for therapy, but I do. You all should. It's good. It's healthy. It's good stuff. <laughs> but he brought up, cause I was just asking like how he was doing and how I was, you know, like <laughs> kind of like asking like. How am I doing in relation to everybody else? I'm not trying to compete here. I'm just trying to understand. How's <laughs> everybody else also processing this whole yeah. thing? And he brought up Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how the reality is like, if you remember, basically this is just this theory of like what humans, how humans move up the, the pyramid in terms of what they need. Mm-hmm. And they first start with their physiological needs, air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing. And they move up to safety needs next, personal security, employment, resources, health, property, and then love and belonging, and then esteem, and then self-actualization. So as marketers, we've always been, for the longest time, we've been kind of targeting people at different phases of that, right? Like we're saying like, you want to feel respect, right? You want to be trusted. We, we, we target the esteem category. Or we say like, you want something that's secure and stable and it's going to keep you healthy and we target the safety. Or we say, you want a place where you belong and we target love and belonging. We've kind of had to, to be a little bit all over the place because at a given point in time, historically, the average person may have been at any of those five levels, right? Like, like you might pick 10 random people and have those 10 people, you know, well, there's only five different levels of the hierarchy of needs, but you know, you can assume that there's two or three of them in each. Um, and so if that's true, then that's kind of complicated marketing before now, because you had to kind of t- talk to each of those different levels. But right now, the entire world just got knocked down to the bottom two rungs. We're worrying about our physiological needs and our safety needs, Right. And so every single person you're talking to is wondering, how can I make sure that I'm safe? And that means safety in terms of like literally physically, like not dying and healthy, but also it make, means safe in terms of financial security of like, well, all of a sudden my business or my job 
uh, or my career is, is I'm rethinking all of that. And so there, that's what people are really focusing on right now is their physiological and their safety needs. You know, those that, are, that already have like a good cushion to fall back on are starting to think about love and belonging, but no one right now is really worried about self-actualization, like becoming the fullest potential of yourself. Yeah. Or esteem, right? So anybody that, that three weeks ago or six weeks ago was running a campaign that was doing really well by running a campaign of showing some, like saying like, you could be rich and famous. Well, no one wants to be rich and famous right now. Everybody just wants to be safe and secure. Yeah, it's much more so, primal right now. Yeah, it's more primal. And so, we, so you, everybody in your audience is in that position. So it's actually an opportunity to say, oh, I can actually simplify how I talk to people and yeah. just meet their needs. Yep, absolutely. Man, really well said. I've got a question for you. I jotted down. It's totally different than anything we've talked about so far, but I'm really curious. Good. Why do you have no social profiles? No social profiles. Uh, um, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? It's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. You're a smart right. guy, so I'm very curious to hear what you have to say on this. Well, okay. So um, I don't have a moral uh, opposition to social media. I should start by saying that. Okay. And um, I think you know, social media works for some people. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. You know, but uh, the reality is I've, I've written about this on my blog, actually. So if you go to johnmeese.com slash social, then you can see kind of like the full argument. But to summarize, I went through this and because I teach personal branding, I knew that I'd, ha I'd be on, you know, sort of like on trial for this decision. So I had to really think it through. Um, yeah. And so I, I realized that there's actually two kind of sides to the argument of why you should have social media. There's the personal side and there's the business side, right? So let's focus on the business side because we're talking about marketing today. But so like the business side in terms of saying like you need social media to grow your business. Well, maybe, maybe it could be helpful, but I felt like something was off. And so I started doing all this research into like the actual like effectiveness of using social media to grow your business, mm -hmm. um, especially organic social media. And I mean, it's not really a surprise. You don't have to dig very far to be like, oh, it's actually really horrible or, you know, like ROI um, paid advertising can work really well. Organic social media today, eh, there's just not much coming from that. And so then I started backing up and I said, okay, why do I feel this pull, this sort of like peer pressure to be on social media? And I realized it's actually because of a visibility bias. And I'll explain what I mean by that. If you right now today, you said, you know what? I want to grow my business. It's natural instinct for you to say, okay, well, let me look around and see what other people are doing to grow their business. What's working right now? And if you look around at all your competitors or your heroes or the people that you want to emulate, you, the only thing you can see is their social media activity. You can see them posting con content, getting comments, likes, and shares, right? You can see that. Yeah. What you can't see, you cannot see how many people landed on their website from a search result, how many people are on their email list, how many people picked up the phone and talked to them, how many people became a customer because of a one, one because just of, of a relationship referral, mm -hmm. like of a friend recommending the product for a friend. You can't see any of that. The only thing you can see, it's a visibility bias. The only thing you can see is social media. And so social media gets this um, sort of like extra weight. And, you know, it's sort of like in just the average person, how they're thinking about marketing or they're thinking about growing their business. They're like, well, obviously it's all social media today because that's the only thing that I see and hear. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I do think social media can be part of a strategy, but I think social media without a strategy is a waste of time. And that's what yeah. most business owners do. I doing. agree, yeah. They're just saying, I need an Instagram profile and they start creating stuff and they don't really know what, you know, like what's their call to action? What are they trying to do with that? So. You know, what's funny about you saying that is uh, once upon a time, I felt that pressure as well. Like oh, I need to be on Instagram because yeah. everybody's doing it. And I've got friends that are making literally millions of dollars from it. But then I realized, you know, my, my core demographics, not really there. And mm -hmm. I don't need Instagram. Like there's a lot of different paths you can take to success totally. with social media. 
like for my brand, uh, Facebook is by far the biggest. Uh, the Facebook mm-hmm. group is my favorite social niche type of thing out there. Facebook oh, Messenger, yeah. um, LinkedIn, and YouTube all have their purpose. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, but if they went away tomorrow, would it affect me? No, nope. you know, I, I don't care. I don't care at all. I have a buddy that's like, how things come with Instagram? I'm like, I haven't looked at it in six months. We post there, but it's not it's not essential to my business because, like you said, I understand where people come from and I understand that journey for how people go from watching me from a distance and talking to me or interacting with me as a brand. And once you look at that, like you say, social media may, um, may have a a piece of that as far as a um, kind of attraction based marketing, but it is not the core of the business at all. No, no, no. It's it, you know, I, I I like to put it in its proper place and say, look, if you put social media up on the shelf with every other marketing tool, and by the way, is a category, right? We're actually, we're actually putting up on the shelf where it belongs is, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, you know, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. I'm probably leaving out some. Um, but, you know, everything's on the shelf up there right next to search engine optimization, right next to a Google ads, right next to Facebook ads. Because actually Facebook ads and Facebook organic are completely different strategies. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yep. Um, and so then you, then you say, okay, what's my strategy? And you can choose what to take off the shelf. Yep. But really, I just want to change people's default. I want yep. you to default to having no social media. And then you choose to add it when it makes sense in your marketing strategy. Yeah, smart. Absolutely. Very smart. Glad you um, didn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Uh, I think this is, this is always a question that I enjoy. And, you know, my audience has heard my opinion a million different times. But I'd like to get yours. What advice can you give people watching or listening that are like, you know what? I, I need to get started with something. So they're, they're kind of in that getting started or thinking about it phase. Uh, what advice would you give them? I'll just leave it wide open for you. Yeah, I would say focus on, I mean, they're really the core of business is creating real solutions to real problems for real people. Yep. And so like marketing gimmicks, marketing strategies, uh, you know, product development strategies, scaling tools, all of that is really secondary. You got to get clear first on, okay, who are you trying to help? Who are the real people that you're trying to help? Okay, what real problems do they have, right? And then what real solutions can you create? Now that real solution may be in the form of a physical product or a, or a course or an ebook or a coaching service. There's a lot of different ways that you can, you can actually deliver the solution, but you need to make sure the solution is, you're, you got to make sure you get clear on the problem first rather than the solution first, yep. because then everything flows naturally from that in terms of, okay, well then how do you get in front of those people? Well, if you actually have clarity on who the people are you're trying to reach, it becomes a lot easier to find them. Yep. And I'll piggyback on what you said and tell everybody, and this is me talking to an older version of myself. It's okay to do something that other people already do. I was always trying to create this new thing and it oh, was, yeah. people are like, oh my God, I can't figure out an idea. I'm like, you don't have to. I'm a big fan of the easiest way to make money online is to offer a service to entrepreneurs or small businesses. Yeah. Literally. I mean, pick one that you, you're passionate about, you're good at, do it better than everybody else. And maybe the thing that's you're better at is the people part. Maybe you're a better communicator or deliverer. There's a lot of ways to get competitive advantages that way. So it doesn't need to be as, as difficult as some people make it out to be. Totally. Totally. What, someone, what people are really looking for, I mean, even before the current crisis, but especially with Maslow's hierarchy of needs in mind, right? Yep. People are, what they're looking for when they come across you, whether you reach out to them or they stumble on your website, is they're, knowing, they're wanting to know, can you help me and can I trust you? Yep. I and love so, it how you didn't say, do I like you? Because I also believe that like you doesn't matter. No, not really. No. Can you, I mean, if you're going into surgery and you're like, I know this is the best surgeon. He can help me with this things. He does it every day, but I think he's a jerk. So surgery's off. I'm going to die. It's not going to happen. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's not really like that sort of, well, you know, that's sort of in the, um, you know, like it's, it's a bonus point, you know, <laughs> like, I agree like with sure, you. if they like you, that might make it easier to do business together. It's not a prerequisite. 
Absolutely. I'm like not going to name names, but I do business with people that I don't like. <laughs> don't we all? You see names and you're like, oh, <laughs> God, come on. Um, interesting. So what's next for you personally and for Platform University? I, I imagine uh, both of you keep, keep busy and stay busy for the rest of the year, but what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, the reality is we're seeing more student engagement inside of our community right now than we have any time in the last five years. I yep. mean, because every member who's had a membership and who's kind of like intended to spend time on it is now going like, okay, right now I need to be focused on building my email list. Right now I need to be, you know, creating helpful content for people in my target audience. So they're in there doing that. And that's fun. It's actually challenging for us because all of a sudden it's like, you know, demand just went, <laughs> you know, for all of so, yep. you know, we're, we're working, we're, you know, we're serving those customers and that's been a lot of fun. We've been doing a lot of like live Q and A and we'll go an hour and we'll just, we'll still have 30 questions in the queue and we're like, guys, that's gotta be it for today. You know? yeah. So, which is fun, but people are loving it. So that's been, that's allowed us to actually pivot and say, in the past, Platform University had spring and fall enrollment, so we were open just periodically. But right now, we said, look, right now, there's a lot of people who are saying, I need to jump in right now. And so we've actually just opened the doors completely and said, anybody can jump in. Um, you know, we, we have, like, you can just jump in for $47 a month. We're also offering, we're about to roll it out, I think, like, tomorrow, but, like, a $1 trial option to say, like, look, you want to get in and see, like, is this for you? Well, all of a sudden, the coronavirus is making you question your entire business strategy. You know, we didn't plan that, but we're here to help, you know, so... Yep. Um, so that's, that's kind of like our focus right now is saying like, how do we really just increase our ability to serve more customers? Because um, everybody is trying to figure this out right now in terms of how do oh, I yeah. take my expertise online? Absolutely. Here's my last question for you. If somebody wants to learn more about Platform University or yourself, where can they go? Well, you can go to platformuniversity.com. And actually, we created a special page just for people from your podcast, Jason, from this podcast. Okay. Awesome. So if, you, if they, they go to platformuniversity.com slash IIMT, okay. then that's going to take you straight to a dedicated page where we have a few free resources we wanted to feature, including uh, we have a free newsletter um, but we call the Teach It Forward. But, but, and I love that, but I know that doesn't sound exciting because you're like, okay, another newsletter. <laughs> um, so we also have an online income checklist, which walks you through a seven-step action plan to quickly generate more revenue from a blog, blogger, podcast today. So- Maybe that entices you. I don't know. Either way, those are free things we're giving away. You can go to platformuniversity.com slash IIMT to get those. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate your time today. It was great having you on, John, and I really enjoyed our conversation. Oh, it was my pleasure, Jason. Good to talk to you. Yep. Take care. Take care. All right. We are back to the show. Um, John, thanks, brother. Appreciate your time and attention. Everybody listening, hope you enjoyed that and hope we got your wheels turning in some new ways. If you want to check out the show notes for this episode, as always, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 195. And for any podcast that we have had or will have with a guest, you can use that same uh, format to get the show notes for that episode. So encourage you to check that out. And as you go off into your week, uh, keep pushing, my friends. Keep pushing. You know, I believe that a, and this is something I've arrived to again recently. Uh, I started here with the business five years ago and I'm, I'm kind of back here, but I believe everything we do as entrepreneurs uh, and as marketers really starts with the right mindset. If your mindset's garbage, your marketing's going to be garbage as well and your motivation. So I believe mindset's the foundation. And if your mind's in the right place, you know what you're trying to do and who you're speaking to, uh, marketing can actually become. Uh, quite easy. So um, thanks for listening and uh, we will catch up with you here same time, same place next week. See you.